Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash my money health check. Hi everyone, it's producer Rob here, just with a very quick message before today's episode, and it's actually about next week's edition of the Witch Money Podcast. I just wanted to tell you that we'll be with you a little bit later than normal. The podcast should still be with you on Friday, but it'll be with you on Friday evening. That's because on Friday, we're expecting an emergency budget from the new Chancellor. So to give us a chance to assemble all of the best witch experts to let you know what those announcements will mean for you and your money, that episode will be with you a little bit later on. But that's next week. For now, let me hand you over to this week's episode and Lucia. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. For the first time in our 30-year history, the top four organisations who are referring clients who are struggling uh, across to step change uh, are energy companies. We're also finding that the problems that people are presenting with are more complicated. One of the key things that we find people are worried about is their finance when they're facing redundancy. And I think it's really important to take a holistic look at your whole financial situation and just not put your head in the sand. Yeah, our advice would be that if you just refuse to pay, this could really have a negative effect on your personal finances. So it could affect your credit score, mean that it's harder to take out mortgages, loans and credit cards in the future. Last month, inflation dropped for the first time in nearly a year, easing to 9.9% from 10.1% in July. Yet the same story also tells that food prices have risen at their fastest rate in 14 years, and experts warn the inflation rate is still likely to increase. Household budgets are being squeezed left, right and centre, and despite the Prime Minister's energy cap announcement last week, many will still be struggling to pay the bills this winter. So this week, we'll be taking a look at the options available should you or someone you know be in that position over the coming months. And for this, I'm joined by the brilliant witch consumer rights journalist, Hannah Downs. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined by Richard Lane, Director of External Affairs at the debt charity Step Change. Hello both. Welcome. Hello. Nice to be here. Hello. Now, before we start talking about some of the support available, Richard, our listeners may well remember hearing Step Change feature on the podcast in recent episodes. Can you give us an insight into the work Step Change has been doing and just how busy it's been with the cost of living crisis escalating? Yeah, absolutely. So Step Change is the largest debt advice provider in the UK. We help about 500,000 people uh, every single year. We're a charity and so we do this in a not-for-profit way. Um, We are seeing an increase in the number of people who are coming to us for help. But what's interestingly is some of the underlying stats and trends beneath that kind of headline figure of the number of people coming to us for help. So, for example, 
people can come directly to Step Change for help, but we also take uh, referrals from organizations whose clients might be struggling. And for the first time in our 30-year history, the top four organizations who are referring clients who are struggling uh, across to Step Change uh, are energy companies. We're also finding that the problems that people are presenting with are more complicated. They're more likely to be having uh, significant other debts, sort of arrears on council tax. Uh, They're sort of presenting with additional mental health concerns. They're presenting with uh, housing instability, so worried about being able to pay their rent or or worried about eviction. Uh, We've also seen, uh, worryingly, an increase in what we call negative budget clients. So that is those clients who even after they've claimed all the benefits they might be entitled to, we've gone through a really stringent budget with them, still have got more going out than they've got coming in every month. And that's where, unfortunately, debt advice is not a magic wand and where we need to see further public policy interventions to be able to support people to make ends meet. Mm, It really is such a difficult time. And we've been inundated with similar stories at which, well, in last week's show, we responded to the Prime Minister Liz Truss's energy support that was announced on that day. Do go back and have a listen if you haven't already. Hannah, just to recap, in case anyone needs a refresher, um, especially given the fact the announcement was understandably quickly overshadowed by the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, remind us how much we could be paying for our energy bills in the coming months. Yes, so Liz Truss uh, introduced a new energy price cap of £2,500 for a typical household. Um, So this price cap is reduced from the one that was um, originally proposed by Ofgem, the energy regulator. So this means that your bills might not be as high as previously thought, but the new energy price cap is still 27% higher than um, the current one. So your bills are likely to be more expensive than they were last winter. But yeah, the the actual cost of your bills um, will differ depending on where you are and um, uh, how much energy you use and things like that. So it's best just to wait to hear from your energy provider on more information. The Energy Cup, it does offer consumers some protection, but there's no denying it. It's still incredibly high, isn't it? According to the latest set of Office for National Statistics figures, the price of electricity alone is up over 50% year on year and gas has risen by a huge 104% over the same period. Richard, how much of a concern is this for step change and, and the people coming to you for support? Yeah, rising energy bills is a real concern. And what we're hearing from people is they're worried that it's a bit of a perfect storm for them. Uh, Many people that we work with potentially saw their income reduced during the pandemic. They were either furloughed or lost their job Mm. or had their hours reduced. And many people had to turn to borrowing throughout that period to get by. And just as we were coming out of the pandemic, uh, they believed that we'd be able to kind of start getting back on their feet. And they're now facing rising costs. So we've seen, for example, the number of clients coming to us with energy arrears has increased drastically since before the pandemic. Um, But we're also seeing that other costs are increasing rapidly. It's not just energy bills. And whilst that's kind of the one that's taking up most of the headlines, if you look at some of the stats, actually inflation on food is one of the key drivers of of the headline inflation rate at the moment as well. And we know that that will particularly impact uh, lower income households when they go shopping uh, and they see the the price of their basket increase enormously. And that's certainly something that we're seeing amongst our clients. Okay, so crucially then, let's start talking about the support that's on offer. Now, at which we have an article on this, uh, which we'll put in the description of today's episode. Hannah, can you run us through some of this advice? 
Yeah, so if you are struggling to pay your bills or if you're looking for some extra support, you should contact your energy supplier first of all uh, and they might be able to arrange a repayment plan or a repayment break or um, you might be able to access hardship funds. You can also ask your um, energy provider to add you to a priority services register which offers free help and support if you're in a vulnerable situation. There's also other, other government schemes uh, including the winter fuel payment for those aged 66 or over the warm home discount, which offers £140 for eligible consumers, and the cold weather payment um, for help when temperatures are below zero. And what about if you're using uh, a pay-as-you-go energy with a prepay meter? Because while this might be an option people use to keep on top of their spend, ironically, these rates are actually set to a higher price cap, aren't they? Yes, so if you are on a prepayment meter and you're struggling to top up, um, you should contact your supplier um, about emergency credit or other ways of accessing credit. So you might be able to nominate someone to top up for you or your energy provider might um, add a discretionary fund to your account. But it's worth noting that you will have to pay this money back. Now, something I really wanted to cover today are the viral posts you might have seen on social media in recent weeks about the so-called Don't Pay campaign. It essentially tells consumers to stop paying their energy bills on the 1st of October if they aren't reduced. Now, we really do not recommend doing this. And to talk us through why which journalist Grace Witherden is with us. Grace, first, what is this campaign all about? Yeah, I'm sure so many people have seen this campaign. It's basically, um, it's been set up, it's a campaign group set up to tell people to refuse to pay their energy bills or only pay what they can afford. And it's hoping, you know, with this collective action that it will stop energy companies increasing the price. So the Don't Pay group says that if they reach 1 million consumer pledges, so that's people that say, yeah, okay, I'm with you. I'm not going to pay my direct debit. You know, it's only going to do it if everyone, if, if it gets 1 million pledges. It doesn't work if it gets less than that. So if it has 1 million pledges of people that say they're going to do it, then they're not going to pay. So far, it has 188,541 pledges. So it still has some way to go. Um, that being said, it was reported this week that the Don't Pay UK protest website had 1.5 million views in August, and that was up 225,000 in July. So the campaign's clearly gaining traction, and people are obviously going on the website to find out a bit more about it. Now, Don't Pay was set up before the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, announced that she would cap the energy bills from October. Um, you know, we've heard about this campaign for a few weeks now. Um, however, it's still set to go ahead. Don't Pay is not happy with the new policies, as they state that the energy bills are already Already at a high level, the End Fuel Poverty Coalition pressure group estimates that if the energy price cap is frozen at 2,500, 6.9 million UK households will still be in fuel poverty this winter, um, which is up 4.6 million la from last winter. And others have also been critical of how the plan's going to work, um, including Labour leader Keir Starmer. We obviously went through that last week on our podcast, if you're interested, how, you know, the ins and outs of how this policy is going to work. But don't. But from now, don't pay. Says that um, you know when it hits one million, it's still going to go through with this, whether that be October the first or beyond. So you know it could end up happening November, December. Mm. Um, the campaign isn't going away, and it's going to continue to put pressure on the government to come up with a different solution and the energy companies to reduce the bills. Well, as you've already mentioned, we really do not recommend doing this, Grace. Why is that? 
Yeah, our advice would be that if you just refuse to pay, then you could really have a ne- this could really have a negative effect on your personal finances. So it could affect your credit score, meaning that it's harder to take out mortgages, loans and credit cards in the future. Um, if you refuse to pay, then your energy supplier may take you off a direct debit payment system, which is typically the best value one, and pit you on quarterly payments or prepayment card. Um, and this could cost you more in the long run. What we would say to anyone who is struggling to afford their bills, even now or come winter, is to contact your supplier um, because they have a duty to help you come up with a payment that you can afford. Now, this might include reviewing the amount that you pay or the amount of debt that you have to have to repay or giving you a break from payments, looking at hardship funds. But our advice would be to contact them before you do anything else. It's important to remember that we're likely to have a mini budget in the coming weeks. Um, by the government. So there might be more help announced in other areas that then could help your bills. Um, But it's definitely, definitely worth thinking about this and all the considerations before signing up to it. Thanks, Grace. It's super important. We've debunked something that's so, so widespread on the internet right now. But let's say then, if you're struggling to pay your bills um, and you've explored the options Hannah mentioned earlier, we know simply not paying them is not a good idea, but you're still struggling. So what's next? Richard, can you take this one? So we completely understand people's frustration and and the feeling that people are being put in a uh, can't win situation in terms of their energy bills. As kind of consumer groups, all we can do at the moment is state the facts as we know them around what would happen or what potentially could happen if people don't pay their energy bills. What we'd say to people in that situation is it's really important to engage. And we know that that can be scary, kind of taking that step to speak to someone about your financial worries. But it's important uh, to state that all companies have a regulatory responsibility to treat their customers fairly, to ensure that they can afford their repayments. So speak to your energy company, speak to your bank or your creditor, whoever it might be, or speak to someone like Step Change or Citizens Advice who might be able to help you. It might feel at times that it's a hopeless situation and there's not help out there, but but there are. There's there's grants from energy companies, there's local authority support, uh, there's benefits that are available at a national level, whether that's universal credit, um, child benefits, whatever it might be. Reach out, see if there's any additional support you can get. And then we can find a way to get you back on a sustainable footing. And on this, we've also been speaking to Callum McLean from Skills Development Scotland. Here he tells us how they support people who may be struggling to pay as a result of recent or impending redundancy. One of the key things that we find people are worried about is their finance when they're facing redundancy. And I think it's really important to take a holistic look at your whole financial situation and just not put your head in the sand because you will be facing a new financial reality if you are made redundant. So we work with organisations like the Citizens Advice Bureau and the Money Advice and Pension Service to help people do a sort of 360 degree look at their finances. Um, And that can be how to claim state benefits because that can be quite a complicated process. Um, And it can also mean how do you manage your budget on a day-to-day basis to make sure that you're Uh, you're cutting your cloth accordingly. Now, of course, while energy bills have become some of our most expensive outgoings, they are sadly one of many monthly bills. Um, Hannah and Richard, can you talk us through your advice? If you're struggling with other major outgoings like mortgages or or rent, broadband, debt management, um, you know, the list goes on, doesn't it? So I think contacting your credit lender or service provider and just being really honest about your situation is the first thing to do. 
Um, so you might be able to arrange a more realistic repayment plan. Um, and with things like broadband, you can look to switch and shop around for a cheaper deal. In terms of rent, your local council might be able to cover the cost of your deposit through a rent deposit scheme. Um, and you might be able to get extra money through housing benefits if you are struggling to pay rent. Well, whilst we've talked a lot about energy, of course, when people come to Step Change, they they very rarely just present with one debt or one area they're struggling with because it has a knock-on effect uh, across their entire lives and their entire finances. So lots of people might turn to additional borrowing to pay for bills or pay for essentials. And we know that's one of the key signs that if you're having to turn to credit to pay for essentials, that things might not be going well and you might need some additional support, advice or guidance. So as we'd say, we would say the most important thing to do is engage. Do you have a budget? Do you have a kind of a sense of what you've got going out and what you've got coming in? Who do you owe money to? Just getting that knowledge as the first step can be really empowering and can give you a real sense of uh, what's your situation and what you might need to do. Uh, if you are struggling to make ends meet, it's it's not unusual that people have to turn to credit to, to make ends meet and get by. We would say if you can avoid doing that, you should, but particularly to avoid turning to particularly high cost credit um, to make ends meet. We speak to clients all the time who have taken out a high cost loan, high cost credit just to get by for one month. And then something else happens, the car breaks down or the boiler breaks, and all of a sudden they can't make that payment. And they're stunned at how quickly those interests, those charges can be added onto that account and how quickly, therefore, their financial situation can spiral out of control. So we'd say get support, speak to someone, get a better understanding of your situation. And if you can, avoid turning to high cost credit. And before we finish up today, with budgets tightening over the next few months, it's worth us shouting out some of our top money saving tips. Let's hear now from which experts, Laura Holgate, podcast regular Jenny Ross and Lisa Webb with their top tips to save on spending and maybe even earn some free cash. About 35% of broadband customers are out of contract. So if you're one of them, um, call your provider and haggle and get a better deal. Uh, switch bank account if you haven't done so recently, especially if you've been with the same bank for a really long time. Switching my bank account has pretty much been the easiest money I've ever made. done so a few times in the past few years. There has been return of switching offers to the market. You could get you know, up to 150 quid just for moving to a new bank and you might get better service in the process. Don't think that it's a hassle. It should take no more than seven working days and it can really pay off. Going to the supermarket at the end of the day, if you have the opportunity to shop at the end of the day, uh, get those yellow label discounts. They are so worth it. Um, I actually got some chicken the other night. Uh, it was all fancy pants, organic stuff down from like seven quid down to one. So it's absolutely worth it. And lastly, Richard, if anyone listening today is considering getting in touch with Step Change themselves or wants to pass on this information to a loved one, what's the best way to contact the charity? So Step Change helps 500,000 people every year. So if people want help, you should reach out to us. The best starting place would be to visit our website, which is just stepchange.org. And there's a huge amount of information on there on budgeting, on support that might be available, on what you need to do if you need to go through uh, an advice session with us. You can go through debt advice online entirely without speaking to someone if you're nervous about picking up the phone. But of course, there's contact information on the website if you do want to give us a call and we can help you. 
I think what's really important to say is we are always focused on finding you a solution. We don't judge how anyone's got into that situation. It's all about finding a way forward and supporting you to get back on your feet. So if you're reluctant about doing it, I would say don't be and reach out and get that support that you might need. Thank you so much to Hannah and Richard for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. Please do also subscribe to the show to make sure you catch us again next week. And for more money news and advice, find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. There's also our free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was recorded, produced and edited by Rob Lilly with additional support from Ian Aikman and Grace Witherden. Mm-hmm.